Welcome to Rainbow Puppy Science Lab. It's the world's only lab dedicated exclusively to the study of all things awesome. Every episode, we'll explore a different subject and figure out what makes it great. So goggles on, awesomeologists. This might get messy. But we're about to discover something, something awesome. Hi, and welcome to Rainbow Puppy Science Lab. I'm Atticus. And I'm Kyle. As a parent and a teacher, I always want to make sure we're learning. But as a kid, I want to make sure it's always something fun. Like this week, we're talking about roller coasters. So buckle up, this may be a wild ride. If you recall, at the end of last week's episode, we shared two stories and challenged you to try to tell truth from fiction. It's a little game we like to call fact or fake. Here's your first story. Doctors in the Orlando, Florida area have been writing prescriptions for patients to ride Disney's Tower of Terror ride. They say that patients suffering from a blockage in the digestive system can have it scared out of them. Apparently, the ride's sudden freefall has a roughly 66% success rate at dislodging an obstruction. Or, one of the earliest American roller coasters was a coal mine. The Mausch Chunk Switchback Railway was built in 1827 to haul coal between two mines. People saw the coal train zooming down the hill at up to 50 miles per hour and thought, why should the coal have all the fun? And tourists started paying to ride. So there you have it, two totally cool bits of trivia. One of them is an absolutely amazing and totally true fact, but the other is incredible, meaning it's just not credible, it's totally fake. If you need a moment to think about it, that's okay. Ask yourself, which one seems too good to be true? Are there any details that make one seem a little sus? Pause the show if you need to. We'll be right here when you get back. Now, as a matter of fact, the true story is... Drum roll, please. Uh, Dad, that sounds like a roller coaster. Drum roll, coaster roll, I'll take whatever roll I can get. Now, the true story was... One of America's earliest roller coasters was a coal mine. The Mouse Chunk Switchback Railway did, in fact, carry coal in the mornings and people in the afternoons. At its peak in 1873, over 30,000 thrill-seekers each paid 75 cents to ride in the coal car going 50 miles an hour downhill in the Pennsylvania Valley. Not only did it zoom downhill, the uptrack also was equipped with similar technology we would see in our modern roller coasters today. They equipped the track with a ratchet that would prevent a car that detached from the cable from running away downhill. This invention later evolved into the anti-rollback device used on modern roller coasters today. If you thought doctors in Florida were writing prescriptions for a roller coaster, you weren't too far off. While no roller coasters are currently approved by the FDA for medical treatment, in 2016, a team of researchers rode Disney's Big Thunder Mountain with a 3D printed kidney. In 20 trials, they found that the jostling of the roller coaster, at least in the back of it, 
would move a kidney stone, causing it to be passed two-thirds of the time. Now, to really understand what makes something awesome, I think we need to go back and see how it all began. Sounds to me like it's time to break out Rainbow Puppy Science Lab's super advanced future technology, the Wayback Machine. Uh, Dad, it sounds like it may be closed for maintenance. Uh, we don't have time to wait around for that. And you know when they finally get it going again, the line is going to be like a mile long. It'll take hours to get through, and we'll lose the whole audience. How did we even get to this point? To understand how roller coasters got started, we actually have to go further back than you might think. Picture this. It's the 15th century. The Russian winter is freezing, but no matter how harsh the conditions, people are finding an amazing ability to find joy. One of my favorite things to do in the winter is go sledding. In Russia, sledding was pretty serious. They wouldn't just go to a hill or a mountain. They built mountains of wood with a track covered in ice. These wooden slides would rise 70 feet tall and 600 feet long. People would sit on blocks of ice. Sitting on a block of ice in the winter? Sounds like they were going to freeze their booties off. They would put a little shrasi on the ice block for insulation and cushioning. But the ice blocks going down a slick ice-covered slide would go really fast. It was estimated that people sliding on these ice blocks would go up to 50 miles per hour. That sounds fun and a little horrifying. Sliding on a slick ice block down a ramp with no steering, no brakes, and really no safety features in mind. But what does any of that have to do with roller coasters? Well, the Russian high society loved sliding down their ice mountains. But Catherine the Great didn't like that she could only zoom down a slide at breakneck speeds during the winter. In 1784, Catherine had a great idea. She had a new kind of slide built on her property. It was a thrill-seeker's dream, allowing for super-fast rides. Even in the summer, she had a slide with wheels that fit into a grooved track. A few decades later, in 1817, Belleville Mountain in Paris became the first slide to lock the sled into the track by the wheel axles. So, from there, I'm guessing people just kept refining the process, making bigger and better roller coasters? Pretty much, yes. Up next, let's get a field report to learn about our modern roller coasters. I don't want to hear from a field. Trust me, I've been in lots of fields. They never have anything interesting to say. No, Dad. A field report is based on observations of a subject in the real world. Up next, my dad will tell us about roller coasters. That's right. His dad is going to... Wait, that's me. I'm going to give the report? Yep. Fine. When's it due? After the short break. Have you ever wondered who the Mary was from Bloody Mary? If the Loch Ness Monster was real or if Ouija boards actually worked? On each episode of the family-friendly Unspookable, we look at the histories and mysteries behind your favorite scary stories, myths, and urban legends to get the real stories behind the scares. Want to solve your next mystery? 
Find and follow Unspookable now, wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Welcome back, awesomeologists. Catherine the Great may have started us down the track with roller coasters when she wanted to go sledding without freezing her booty off, but theme parks today go a lot further than just a ramp, some wheels, and a hope nobody falls out. Most roller coasters are still working off the power of gravity, converting potential energy into kinetic energy. Traditionally, most of that energy is going to come from gravity. The cars would be pulled up a large hill. The first hill is the biggest of the ride. As the car gets higher and higher, the amount of potential energy increases. You might think of potential energy as stored energy. It's energy that gets built up because of the placement. As the roller coaster gets to the top of the hill, it reaches its peak in potential energy. Then, as it starts going down that hill, gravity pulls the car down, the potential energy is converted into kinetic energy, energy in motion. While gravity is pulling the car down, the force of that acceleration and the wind resistance push you back up into your seat. After reaching the bottom, the car follows a track up the next hill. The momentum pushes the car up that hill, and this hill has to be lower than the first one, because as the car is pulled down the track, the friction and other forces cause some of that energy to be lost. As the car goes up the hill, gravity and acceleration are pulling in the same direction, making you feel heavier in your seat. Often, when you reach the top of the smaller hills in the roller coaster, the different forces can balance each other out, making you feel weightless like you're floating for a moment. People often refer to that as airtime on the roller coasters. The sudden twists and turns, rises and dips constantly shift the energy from potential to kinetic as you feel forces from gravity and acceleration along with the resistance of the wind blowing through your hair. It's all designed to get your adrenaline pumping as you feel off balance and, let's face it, slightly terrified. But it's actually very carefully planned by designers and engineers to only feel dangerous. Because of all the different safety mechanisms in place, the chances of a serious injury on a roller coaster are about 1 in 15.5 million. It's among the safest activities out there. While I may be scared to death sitting on a roller coaster zooming around the track, riding a roller coaster is actually about 10 times safer than something as calm and laid back as going fishing. I think the genius of roller coasters is they give us the thrill of not only the motion, but the satisfaction of facing our fears in a safe and controlled way. In addition to the physics, there's an art to a good roller coaster design. When I was a kid, one of my absolute favorite rides was Disney's Tower of Terror. The big physical thrill of the ride came from going straight up and dropping straight down as if an elevator were malfunctioning. 
But Disney understands the thrill is enhanced when the writer is in the right mindset. They actually made a TV movie to create a story around the Tower of Terror ride. When I went to Disney World with my family, I had already seen the movie. I knew the story and I was excited for the opportunity to reenact it in some capacity. The thrill of the ride started before I set foot in the space. I could see the tower looming as I walked through the park. While waiting in line, we wound through spooky decor, and as we got into our seats, not simply go up and down, Disney built anticipation by winding the car through different rooms of the tower, crafting a story priming us for that ultimate thrill. When Atticus was little, I said I wanted to draw a picture for him and asked what he wanted. He thought about it and responded, Rainbow Puppy Science Lab, just listing things he liked. I think what's great about roller coasters and theme parks today is they create new and different experiences for riders just by stacking awesome on top of awesome. Hershey Park combines rides with candy themes, but it's not just a label. They create an immersive experience. Last summer, as I took the family to Hershey Park, we had a great time on the Reese's Cup Fusion. It was part ride, part video game. Riders could be the heroes, saving the day and racking up points by blasting various monsters. The artists and engineers at Hershey Park, just like the teams at Disney or Six Flags, they innovate by thinking of ways to combine different technologies. They don't just give us a fun ride, they consider all the elements engaging all the senses to create an immersive experience. At their best, a roller coaster will not only transport you up, down, and around the park, it'll take you to a whole new world. So let's review. What makes roller coasters so cool? What are some of the elements we could add to our periodic table of awesomeness? I think it's cool how they started simple. It's basically just a slide, like at our playgrounds. But over the years, people kept finding new ways to add more and more fun. People added twists, turns, loops, stories, and even video games. But with all of it, they kept roller coasters, just a giant stack of awesomeness. Yeah, I gotta say, I would agree. When I think about it, roller coasters are one of the few things that are just really earnest. Earnest is a word we use to describe things that are just really sincere and direct. Now, in so many areas of life, we're so focused on how we look cool and stuff like that. But on a roller coaster, people are just having pure joy and fun and excitement. You can scream your head off and no one's going to think any less of you because everyone's in it to just have fun. And we see that from every level of imagining new rides to actually going on them. That's true. Now, we know roller coasters can do so much, but what do you think they'll do next? Good question. Let's look into the future and find out. How? By combining the sciences of superstition and fantasy. Uh, Dad, that's not science. Ah, whatever. We created this crystal ball that is guaranteed to tell the future at least as accurately as wild speculation from two random podcasters. Uh, let's see here. I know I left it somewhere. Uh, Dad, that's a Ferris wheel. 
Eh, close enough. I mean, they're both round, right? So let's look around and see, what do you see for the future of roller coasters? Well, you know that one roller coaster we went to at the Reese's Park, where it literally engaged um, those little zapper things? Yeah. I imagine there will be more of those as like your normal roller coaster. And then they'll like do that and then it'll be like you actually because you know how it's just like riding on a track with a few turns mm-hmm. and it wasn't that exciting other for the zapping maybe you'll go up and down and side to side and loop-de-loops while trying to like zap the alien thing so a wilder ride oh uh-huh, yeah yeah i like that i could also imagine wilder rides in more far-flung and exotic places. Like, I would love to see and go on a roller coaster on the edge of a cliff or overlooking the ocean in some sort of exotic locations. The way we've got, like, those zip line tours that go through different places. What if we had roller coasters taking us through those places? Oh, yeah, that would be cool. Or, like, what if roller coasters went underwater? Like, you know how we've got, like, water rides that that just, like, splash down? Imagine if it were a roller coaster that just, like, flies through the water and, like, goes through tunnels and stuff so you can see dolphins and sharks and other stuff swimming around you as you're you're riding through loop-de-loops and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So it's like a submarine that's going out of control and sinking, except you're not actually in any danger. And that's kind of the point, though, isn't it? On a roller coaster, you get a totally safe way to face your fears. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Now, let's wrap up this episode on roller coasters with a slightly more reliable forecast. Forecasting is telling the future. Here's a little preview of next week's episode with another round of fact or fate. We'll share two bits of trivia. One is an absolutely amazing true fact, but the other is just silly, strange, and totally fake. Up first... Chameleons aren't the only animals that can change colors to blend in with their surroundings. Arctic foxes are known to change colors of their fur to go along with the changes in their environment throughout the year. Or... Nobody lives in the Arctic because of the extreme cold is just unbearable. In fact, the North Pole is the coldest place on Earth, with temperatures getting as low as 150 degrees below zero. There you have it. Which do you think is true? Tune in to Rainbow Puppy Science Lab next week to find out. And be sure you follow Rainbow Puppy Science Lab on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening to our show. Rainbow Puppy Science Lab is an airwave media podcast. It was written, produced, mixed, and edited by us, Atticus and Kyle. Background music and sound effects came courtesy of Pixabay. Today, we covered something that we love and wanted to learn more about, but what are you curious about? Ask your grown-up to head over to rainbowpuppysciencelab.com to find some fun experiments and activities you can try. While you're there, tell us what you like and what you're curious about. You might just hear it in a future episode.